And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's up, man? Can't wait to chat today. This isn't Matt. This is AI. Oh, this Am is I your AI? chat. GPT, Are we in the Matrix? AI. Well, it's actually not. It's me. It's Matt. It's Matt DeCourcy. <laughs> that was. I know. I thought I replaced I you. I know. Look, a whole world of listeners just had that same reaction. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're we're this we're taking a different approach with this episode. You see, it's titled "WTF is Chat GPT." If you have the internet, then you have probably seen people talking about Chat GPT and and what like their love for it i actually made a comment that said i'm changed how i asked facebook how i changed my relationship status to that of being in a relationship with chat gpt we're going to talk all about how i'm marrying ai and how i'm going to tell my wife about that gracefully <laughs> i'm going to ask the ai how to tell her at some point but yeah but we're going to do this whole episode we do not have a set list today we will be creating it live through the use of open ai's chat gpt before we do that a quick reminder that today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io where we help you build a software team quickly and affordably, you can go to fullscale.io, answer a couple simple questions and find the matches that our platform gives you for software developers, testers, and leaders. So Matt, uh, ChatGPT uh, made it to 1 million users in five days. Which was the fastest adoption of like any technology Crazy. ever built, right? Crazy. And I'm positive it's probably gone way past that because that was just five days in and everyone's talking about it. Now, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, in the world of AI, so chat GPT, I, I, as I said, we're creating this on the fly. So we're going to start with, I asked it, I said, explain what chat GPT is. And it actually says, I'm not familiar with a model called chat GPT. It said, are you per per perhaps re referring to GPT? which is the generative pre-trained transformer. It says a machine learning model developed by OpenAI that uses transformer archi architecture to generate human-like text. It's a type of language model that can predict the next word in a sentence based on the context of previous words. It's fine-tuned for various things. And man, I'll get into that. It's, I mean, it is a remarkably sophisticated thing, man. Like, yeah, what have you, what my initial impressions have been holy shit, wow. And also, man, this is gonna make some people obsolete. <laughs> well, it's you know, like everything, it's a tool, right? And so I'm a software developer and I've seen a lot of articles on LinkedIn and all this stuff about using it for computer programming. And one of the first things I did to it is is I went to it and I said, give me a simple a, a C sharp code for how to read data from a database and update it. And it gave it to me. It spit it out and the code was right. And I actually shared in it with the team. Of, in seconds. In, yeah. And, and I shared it with the team at full scale. I don't know if you've ever seen that in Slack. Yep. And I'm like, guys, this is crazy. 
And it, it's not going to replace people's jobs, but it's a tool of like, you know, instead of like going and finding that somewhere else on the internet, it's just like a productivity tool. But for like the computer programming stuff of it, I was super impressed, like what you could ask it to do. Cause it wasn't just, it wasn't just giving you like random shit you would find on like stack overflow or stuff. It was like actually like logically creating stuff. Like it was super cool. So, so now with that, uh, I've tried tools like this before they're out there. I've used them for years, everything from like transcription software to just like AI content generators. And I got to tell you, I have never ever seen anything this accurate and fast. I mean, it is like, cause most of the time I've tried these different things and you'll ask it to like write you some ad copy and it'll give you some paragraphs and stuff. And you got to go back and kind of delete two of them because they either sound like the other ones or they're weird or you get to edit them. I have not had that issue. So dude, back to creating this live in the episode, I asked GPT, what are the best uses of GPT? Text generation, language translation, summarization, ans question answering, sentiment analysis and text classification. Now, some of those other ones, it does a great job at answering questions. I have asked it a couple of factual or historical things. It's given me a couple wonky answers. I asked it about full-scale software development, and it told me that I founded it in 2013 with a guy named Ian Belcher. I don't know anybody named Ian Belcher, and we did not found the company <laughs> in 2013. So that part of it was a little off, but yeah, but a uh, lot of question answering stuff, good chat bot. So what's sentiment analysis? I think that's the hardest part of, of AI in general. It's the understanding the tone. And it's like, it's text, like you can say things a lot of different ways, but the tone yeah. will indicate what, if you're like, well done, Matt, well done. Well, that's sentiment I mean, that, analysis. That tells me that I'm not telling you, you did a job well. Right. Well, but. so sentiment analysis is super critical for all forms of social media, right? Like that's how they do a lot of moderation to figure out if it's hate speech or, you know, all yep. these other kinds of things that they're looking for to moderate social media. So a lot of social media companies have invested, I'll probably say billions of dollars into various forms of that moderation. It's really cr critical AI technology. I guess we should point out if you want to sign up for this thing, go to openai.com and just you can sign in. It's free right now. It also does the really cool image generation stuff too. Yeah, and I've, I, yeah, that that is, I'm not as impressed with that at this point as I am with GPT. So yeah. I did just, you know, back to using this to create this live and episode. I asked GPT, "What are you not good at?" And um, it says that the one limitation is it's not able to understand the context and meanings of some words and ways that a human might. It relies on patterns in the data and was trained to generate text, not always produce output that's completely coherent and accurate. So um, it, a lot of stuff it does well. I have run into things where I'll ask it a question. It does not access the internet to go right. out to find the answer. And then it also is pretty clear about the fact that anything that may have changed historically prior to 2022, it's not going to be accurate about. It's built on old data. So, um, well, yeah, I so it, you go ahead. Well, I, I think the dangerous thing here is like if I go to Google and I say like, you know, who founded Full Scale or whatever, to your example, I get a bunch of results back. And as a human, I go through them and I figure out what makes sense. Is this right? Does it answer my question or whatever? Right. And then it's up to me to kind of figure out whatever it is. And sometimes Google's really good at serving up facts and it seems very accurate. Problem is, if I ask, if you ask this thing, that question it doesn't just give you a whole bunch of shit and you're supposed to figure it out. It like serves it up like it's fact, like it answered it, 
right? And that's what's dangerous about it. So I did just Google who founded Full Scale, and it says Matt DeCourcy at the very top of the page in like 65-point font. I was, wow. And that came from Crunchbase. I was just, sorry. Sometimes you're Matt and sometimes you're the other Matt. I've learned about that, right? Yeah, you're right. It does come up real big. I was like, I've never seen, I've actually never seen Google give a response like that. I'm like, wow, that's like 65 point font. Now in that case, but actually what I was expecting wasn't that Matt. I was expecting a whole page of search results to have to possibly click a link to open another page to go there. And you know, that's one of the things about search that is limited is that like you can, like you're going to spend a lot of time kind of poking around for one good data source. And then sometimes it's incomplete and like, I don't know, there's just a lot to be said with that. Um, I mean, Google's done, Google's done a lot though over the last few years to do those like instant results. Like you ask it something and it gives you like an instant answer, but you know, they must have humans on the other side that have picked like one of those topics they've kind of allowed to do that. I don't think they use humans for that. I think that's an AI or machine learning driven thing. That's probably ranks the quality of known data. I don't know. It's like we know 99% this is true. It asks you for your feedback. It just has like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If you do thumbs down, it asks what the difference is. Um, It just answers everything like it's fact though. (laughs) Right. The, well, the, the versatility is what shocked me. So, you know, I've done, we were, oh man, if anything, this is just fun. So um, do we still have, we, I asked it to write a song about startups. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, let me find that. So, you know, what are, so, while I look for that. Uh, so first off, dude, writing a song is hard. This is just, yes. just a few seconds. So here we go. I will, this, do you want me to sing it? Wrap it. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, okay. Wrap it. Well, in the beginning, just an idea in your head, a spark of passion, a dream to be fed. But now it's growing, gaining momentum fast. It's time to take that leap and make it last. The chorus, which it denotes startups, startups, the future is bright with hard work and hustle. Anything is in sight. Innovation and progress, the driving force behind startups, startups, a new world to find. And it goes on and gives the rest of a song. And it did it like instantly. Like, wow, like, that's great. And then I was like, man, I wonder how, how great this is. You actually did the same thing and had it write it to the, the, the twinkle, twinkle little star. Yes. So My what favorite. was it? A startup, My- startup, shining bright in the world of business. You're a site. Like, yes. <laughs> My favorite was I asked it to do it in the style of Cardi B's WAP. Yes, yes. So I mean, <laughs> while we were doing that, I was actually having a conversation with a well-known musician who I won't name because I don't want people to think his future songs are written by AI. But I was like, tell him, I was like, because writing songs is hard. I used to work in the music industry. I wrote a book about it. This is not easy. And this is making it look easy. So I was like, man, I was telling him, I was like, I bet I could get this thing to write us a country song hit. And I, yeah. the first thing that came to my mind, it was like, okay, I want, I asked it. I was like, write me a song about how, I wish my beer was as cold was as cold as my ex girlfriend's heart. And dude, it, I'm telling you, it produced a hit. Like I used to love you with all my heart, but now I see we were never meant to be. You were cold as ice, never showing emotion. Now I'm sitting here sipping on this beer and thinking, I wish my beer was as cold as my ex girlfriend's heart, iced over, no warmth, just like how we fell apart. And it goes on and on. And like, I mean, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, I also uh, had it write a love note to my wife, um, which it will leave 
templated things in there. So like if you're writing copy, you often put in brackets, like wife name, husband name, but I sent it to her with the template item still in it. Um, I'm so sorry, it was like, I can't stop laughing name. at this. It was like, it, it was like love always your husband. It was like, insert your name. Um, yeah, I had it give, I also had it uh, create 10 compliments to give to coworkers. And then I just took a screenshot of it and I sent that to all of my coworkers. And I said, can you please keep this in stock for the next <laughs> time I pitch you off? Um, really? And then, you know, the thing that was, that was crazy today that really surprised me was I, <clears throat> I was trying to see like what, you know, what I could get GPT to do for me. And if you've ever watched any of Startup Hustle TV or any of the content that I put out there that's in video, it's, it's, it's really hard to write a script. Like a script is, if you're trying to do more than just you on a screen and you want to give instructions to a videographer, you need to like, they're going to sit there and agonize over to what kind of B-roll to put in and stuff like that. And I put a whole thing in and it wrote me, a, it wrote, it was like, I said, write a 15 second script for a video about how hard entrepreneurship is. And it was, and you know, it gave like a narrator tone and it said, pan to a video of someone up late at night with coffee oh, and wow. paper piled all over the desk. And it's like, and it's not all about meetings and, and making big sales. And it, it, with that, it's like sh switch to B-roll of someone speaking to a group wow. of people the table like it did the whole screen and i was like wow dude so yeah so the thing i've found the most about it so like look dude we have to prepare a lot for this show um i've been using this to I've, for a lot of different episodes to just i'll just ask it i'm like give me 10 talking points about yeah about uh why fintech isn't dead or whatever yeah and, whatever you know, yeah and it's great throw it out there man it's like so the, the efficiency and accuracy are stunning. Stunning. I, I couldn't stop laughing a second ago because I asked it to write me a country song about how my startup failed and tractors. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I won't read the whole thing, but the chorus goes, my startup failed and all I had left was a tractor, old and beat. It ain't much, but it's all I've got. I'll keep on working. I won't stop. <laughs> That's the chorus. That's a hit, bro. It's a hit. It's pretty funny. It's a freaking hit. So, you know, some other things that I did that, that I was, by the way, I saw one. I don't know if I could find this because someone had a screenshot. Funniest thing I've seen in a while. Someone had a whole thing and it said, uh, please write an example of a, of, a, of a letter of a startup getting rejected by a venture capital firm. Make sure to apologize for the slow response due to being on a four month long <laughs> ski trip. And then make sure that the venture capitalist also compares themselves to Michael Jordan and says that if you happen to get an event, uh, if you happen to get a offer from Sequoia, please let us know because then we will be interested. And it wrote the whole thing, a whole template. That's um, insane. Absolutely I just thought insane. it was so funny. It, just, it wrote it so well and it was, it was hilarious. So what's, you know, what's crazy is as any kind of, you're creating any kind of content, sometimes it's just hard to get started. And if anything else, like something like this could help you get started and then you go rewrite like whatever parts it, of it. That's the key though. Like if it, like that's it, it, look, it takes a lot of time to come up with a list of 10 talking points to, a lot. to, to want to keep a 40 minute show. Like, so we looked at this and immediately and, and our show producer, Jessica, thank you for spending so much time on set lists in the past, but congratulations on our discovery of GPT. Cause the first thing she said when I, she logged in two minutes in, she said, Oh my God, this is going to make creating set lists so much faster and easier. 
what's like I saw an example somebody said, oh, you can go in and say, what are the the 10 best business tips from Warren Buffett, right? And he'll give you the list. And then you can tell it, give me a 1200 word blog post about each one of those. And it just spits them all out. Like, boom, there's 10 blog posts. It was just crazy that it does it. And like you're, what I love more than anything is the like real specific, uh, specific example you gave about the VC thing. Like it somehow or another intertwines all that into the story. It's not like it just scrapes some shit it's off smart. Google and, smart, and threw yeah. it together. It's like smart. That's the big difference here is it's the intelligence behind it. It's not just like serving up shit like Google does of like, oh, I found this thing here. It's like creating stuff. So I just ask, what are 10 things, 10 dumb things entrepreneurs do? And it says, as an AI, I'm not able to provide a list of, and it's in quote, dumb things that entrepreneurs can do. However, I can suggest some common pitfalls that you can avoid. So there are some safeguards in here. It's like, it, it is, it's pretty clear in the front that it'll, it'll, I mean, it wants to avoid lame things. Quit being hateful people, you know, but Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is you talk about, so some of it, I was, um, I wanted to create an, so it is creating email templates for any kind of like introduction and a lot of stuff like that. People ask me, actually ask me a lot, like, what's the hardest part about writing a book, written three of them, writing your own bio can honestly, it's hard. It's like really freaking hard. And, you know, so, you know, you can get some things in there and like, you know, I had it write an email template. And I put, I put the things in, it should mention. And I was like thinking about like, how would I want to, how would I want our marketing team to introduce you or me, Matt, to be a guest on other people's podcasts. Right. And uh, you know, you can get some people that aren't familiar with writing templates like that and they can sit around and you can be paying people to agonize over that for a while. And you know, like, I don't know, by the way, are you curious about the, it won't give me dumb things, but it tells you that the bad things, not having a, uh, not having a, a, a clear business plan or goal, failing to conduct market research, not a, seeking advice or mentorship, not setting realistic goals, not managing your finances correctly, not paying attention to customer feedback, not being flexible and open to change, not protecting your intellectual property, not taking care of your team and not staying up to date with industry trends. I would say those are 10 pretty damn good examples of things you could do poorly to fail. Like, yeah. And so on the, by the way, there's a whole bunch of detail after each one. I'm just not yeah. going to sit here and read all of them. Well, and I, I just asked it, what are the top 10 uh, startup failures and why? And it listed out the 10 companies and gave like very succinctly exactly why they failed. And it's very, it's fascinating. Give me so a like couple the 10, examples. So the 10 companies like Theranos. Uh, <laughs> Fraud. Yeah. yeah. Juicero, which, which sold like a juicer. Uh, WeWork. Zenefits. Has WeWork failed? Well, they, yeah, I mean. Kind of. They didn't fail, but I mean, you know, um, like fab.com is on here. It's like they were an e-commerce company that eventually had to lay off a thousand people and failed and shut down. Um, Like Segway is on here. There's like just a few different, like different examples. It's just, it's just the the ability to like. This updates itself so I can ask it so many questions about FTX. (laughs) Yeah, they would be on this list. God, it's just. Um, By the way, do you know who? Do you know who the founder of this is? No, it's Elon. No, it's on the list, dude. He's on the founding team. Founded OpenAI. He's on. He's one of the founders in there, man. I think he was one of the 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 early investors. 
Let's ask it. Okay. Who right. is the founder of OpenAI? Now, here we go. It is thinking and it is, it's probably gonna like waver because the founders are fighting over credit. You're right. OpenAI is a research institute and technology company focused on advancing AI in responsible and safe ways. Founded in 2015 by a group of entrepreneurs, including Elon Musk. And there's a whole yeah. list of people in here. Sam Altman, so, Elon Musk, and others, it says. So look, outside of GPT, OpenAI has a whole bunch of other stuff in its main body that has an API that you can use to connect to a whole world of other things. Um, a whole world of other things. You talk about image generation, text completion. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, so I was looking at this and this is free right now. You got to assume it's not always going to be free. Uh, they had some pricing plans for their, their other content and thought engines, as we'll say, dude, so affordable, man. I mean, like you could produce. So here's the problem. Uh, I did also make a post that said that if this was around when I was in school, I wouldn't have dropped out of five colleges. Um, there's some potential problematic stuff with this here. Cause like, dude, I'm not kidding. I had it right. I said, write me a 500 word essay about the moon. Nailed it. Yeah. Kids, it like, like kids like homework, seconds. you know, kids homework. Dude, is my kids be... how to use GPT. But honestly, I Work feel like smarter. the key, the key to all things in life these days isn't about memorizing the answers. It's being smart to know how to go find them. Correct. You know? And this is just another way to go find them. Like I, Smarter, yeah. not harder, man. It's no different than software developers being able to access Stack Overflow. Okay, so now you can also yeah. use things like this that can help generate code for you and make you more productive. Love it. Awesome. You know, Matt, speaking of software developers, today's episode is sponsored by Fullscale.io, where you can go and build a team of expert software developers, testers, and leaders. It only takes a couple minutes. I mean, you do not need AI to fill out the very short list of questions that will help our platform match you up with the right people. People ask me before, like, have you ever considered like an AI or a, a machine learning solution for your matching? And it's not really, it's actually not that hard. You ask people what they're passionate about. You ask someone else what their need is. And when the two match up, boom, you got magic. Honestly, a lot magic. of things that claim to be AI and machine learning are just basic <laughs> algorithms. Do you remember and when I came back really from TechCrunch 2019 and like, no matter what, you're like, are you going to get a salad with lunch? My machine learning algorithm says that I should get one and I should probably get creamy Caesar as a dressing. It's like every <laughs> dude, every single company we talk to, they're like, our machine learning algorithm. I'm like, dude, you do not have machine learning, nor do you need it in an app that helps dogs at a dog park. Yeah, it's great. Everything with AI, it's crazy. Yeah, but dude, this is the future, man. It's here. It's arrived. It's arrived. The, so, uh, it's so, going to change a lot of shit, man. It's going to change a lot of stuff. I, I think the image thing is also is interesting. I know that's not the main topic today, but the 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 uh, Dali, a di, either Dali or Dia. It's D A L L. Yes, there there's a few of those, and there's like some artists that are up in up in arms about people selling like AI art on the marketplaces, like the marketplaces are getting in the art flooded. Business and I got a huge art collection. <laughs> I was in there playing with it and trying it out. I mean, dude, there's something there. I mean, it's kind of like NFT stuff, like the digital thing. There's a big difference. Now, eventually they'll build a robot that could paint like my dude, Nate Trotter, go to Nate Trotter.com well, and see, and see, see the amazing paintings that he does. But I mean, but so for, but for example, hard. though, it's it's great for like if you're writing a blog and you're like, oh, I want to put some images in my blog to, you know, add mm -hmm. images to it. And it's like 
I work at a company that does stuff with home services. So like I can go on there and be like, I want a picture of a plumber fixing a toilet wearing a red shirt. And it's like, okay, I got a, I got a picture of that. Or it's like, oh, brand color is blue, blue shirt. And it'll give you a blue one. You know, it's, it's, you know, for things like that, I could see it being pretty, pretty useful of like sort of like stock photos and stuff, but it'll do some wild shit. Like I went in there and I sent you the picture as like a picture of Mickey Mouse wearing gold shoes, holding banana, playing chess on Mars. And it's like, gives you a picture of it. It's like really crazy. So Matt, while you were talking, I asked GPT, I said, give me five reasons to ask my podcast co-host to stop talking. <laughs> uh, and it's thoughtful. It's thoughtful. It said, it's important. So Matt, it's important that I communicate openly and honestly with you and to establish clear expectations and boundaries for this show. With that, I've got a few potential reasons why you might consider not talking as much. One, you're dominating the conversation and not allowing guests or me to speak. Um, you're speaking over or possibly interrupting frequently. You're discussing topics or sharing opinions that aren't relevant. We're talking about GPT here, Matt, not image creation. Man. Sorry, sorry. I know. And you're not adhering to our agreed upon format or structure of the podcast, which is I do all the talking and you ask AI to, how, to tell me to stop talking. Come on. Sorry. There's one more reason. You got to respect the time constraints, bro. Yeah. You're causing the episode to run over on time. I asked it for the best use cases for AI chat technology. Oh, he's see, he's pivoting the topic back. He doesn't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. I'm, I just do what this thing tells me. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> but yeah, so I do. I mean, really? Okay. Here's some other things that I've done that. All right. So um, at full scale, as we grow our sales team, it's sometimes difficult for us to get people onboarded with the technical jargon and understanding related to the many, 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 many things that we sell and we do. So I was able to create what came out to be about a 20 page document that is going to make new salespeople immediately. And like, I ask it, like, what does this front end developer do? What, well, actually, what does a software developer do? What are right. the traits of a good one? What are the traits of a bad one? What should you look for? Uh, what is a front end developer? What is a back end developer? What is a mobile developer? And then I literally had it, I asked it to tell me what the 20 most popular code bases are, and then went through and individually asked it what all of, for more description on each of those Dude, in about an hour, I had a very comprehensive 20-page document that without this would have taken me days to create and have a good end result. Uh, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible, man. It really is. It is That's really incredible. It's like, wow. And then I got back to doing busy shit, more important shit, like writing songs about startups and country hits, love notes to my wife, 10 compliments for my wife. I did leave the template items in there. I got busted on that. Have you talking about AI chat? Have you been to McDonald's recently where you go through the drive through and you're like talking to some AI robot? No, I actually, it's they actually, thing? yeah, they're, they're one by our, by probably going to be more here. accurate than the people that were working there. Most of the time it is, unless you get to some really complicated stuff. I feel like half the people that you go to take an order from that they spend most of their time fumbling around, like how to use the computer to put it in, you know? And like, you know the biggest yeah, well, McDonald's it. has a hard time finding people that want to do that job in a lot of places. Yeah. I think that's the key thing. Over time, I think AI chat um, like this will help with a lot of those things. It's like gonna basic help. It's gonna, it's gonna customer either. service stuff. It's gonna, well, the, I mentioned at the beginning, I said some of this stuff's going to put some people out of work, and you disagreed. I, I still believe it will. Like, it will. The, the genesis of but this is like, it's like, it's like calls, it's like, 
call center stuff, you know? Yes. Well, think about it's usually highly repeatable, somewhat low skilled jobs that most people don't really want anyway. And businesses have a very difficult time staffing. I'm honestly would be very excited about this for customer service kinds of things. So for example, Gigabook, you spent a lot of time helping write all sorts of help help documents about Dude, Gigabook, right? Took forever. But users are lazy. They don't want to go dig yeah. through all of those things. And so you can use different chat and Good you put idea. in and it you you put in the chat and it just uses some like basic keyword matching to maybe find help documents that match. But now think about something like chat GBT that could go like digest all of those help docs and all of a sudden be like an expert at all of it. And you could ask it weird questions. And it's not just like spitting out like what it like did, you know, word matching on it, like, like understands it and like processes it with AI and like spits out like the exact answer or suggestion, you know, to whatever the customer is asking. Like that would be awesome. Cause right now that keyword matching shit that just gives you some random help docs is not that helpful. Right. Right. And, you know, here's the thing. And this is okay. So, you know, there's all this big debate with AI, you know, and they're, oh, well, is it going to be like the Terminator? Is it going to take over? Maybe. I don't know, man. But the one thing that I, 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 okay. So when people are worried about that, is that commercially viable? Because really, in the end, all these things, anything, because capitalism, in my opinion, is the cure for so much. Why does NASA use SpaceX to launch rockets now? Because private industry is better yeah. at determining these needs and getting it done. And, you know, there's, I, I, I believe, you know, if you don't, if you don't follow Matt Watson on LinkedIn, go do it because Matt makes some really compelling and interesting uh, posts. But you had one the other day, you were talking about 10 million jobs open in the U.S. And right. uh, there's more jobs open than people that are available to look for the jobs yes. that, that are hireable. And you say, why? Well, the thing is, is we're not really, it, it takes decades to, why, why are there 300,000 open software development jobs in the U.S.? And the answer is, we didn't train and educate people with enough foresight to keep up with future demand. It's very difficult to do as a society. Well, I, I don't want to get into the reasons why for that. Yeah. We don't, I'm not really talking about the politics or the, the sociological things of that. It's just the reality is of it. So you know, so and really, in the end, businesses want to operate cleanly and efficiently and provide the best customer experience they can. And, you know, I was amazed because, you know, my my uh, cable went out the other day and I, I literally let like my box broke and I let it stay broken for like four days because I didn't want to call. I was like, God, I'm going to fucking hate that. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and then when <laughs> I called, it was all AI. It was all computer. It was. I didn't speak to a human the whole time, and it fixed it in like two minutes after I made it to where I needed to go. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. You talk about McDonald's. I have not done the McDonald's experiment, but yeah. that's the way. That's the future of where this is going. And like, but chatbots have been pretty shitty. Like until recently, they haven't been that great. Like, They're just you know, like basic like, keywords. Like they don't really understand like thought and logic and, and higher level thinking. <laughs> and clearly chat AI or the open AI does. Like your example earlier about writing a letter to the VC with like all these very specific details and complexities to the narrative. And it understands it. Like that's that's the key is like it's actually intelligent. It's just not an algorithm that's matching on keywords. It's a big difference. Hang on, I'm asking it to help me apologize to my co- podcast co-host for asking him <laughs> to stop talking so much. Help me apologize to my podcast 
co-host for telling him he was talking too much. Let's see how long this takes. Um, I wish I could get one that automatically chatted with my mom because she just wants to text me all the damn time. (laughs) Hey, uh, are you you available, Matt? You sure, mom? What are you looking for? Oh, I can't get my computer to work. Uh, Did you try restarting it? No, mine is usually. By the way, your struggle's real. I I ran into (laughs) your mom at the Apple store like a month ago. And she was there seeking support. Um, oh, wait, we Every- have answers. We have answers. It's important for me to communicate openly and honestly with you, Matt, and apologize if I have I caused any offense. No. That's okay, fine. good. But here's some steps I can take to apologize to tell my co hosts that they were talking too much. One, I'd like to express my remorse for my words and actions, Matt, and acknowledge that I may have hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry. For my behavior uh, <laughs> there's a whole list here yeah but here's the thing man like this is this is some real shit in life that could help you out like like uh, you know you, you ask it a real question do you remember do you remember years ago when i told you i i even talked about it i felt like it was a like a billion dollar idea to have an app that uh that i that figured out what your geolocation was so it wouldn't do it while you're sitting next to your wife or partner and send random compliments through text. Yes. <laughs> like, but it would have yes. to geolocate because if it came, yes. like, if it came, yeah. But I mean, there's some, this could do that in a lot of ways. By the way, I also want to take responsibility for my actions and not deflect blame or make excuses for what I said about asking you to not talk so much. Um, it's encouraging me to explain my perspective, ask for forgiveness, and offer to make amends. So, but realistically, dude, like, and it also gives me some advice. It's important to be sincere and genuine in your apology and take steps to demonstrate that I'm committed to improving my behavior in the future. None of this is bad advice, man. It's not. I, dude, okay. I feel like if people would ask GPT almost anything before they replied to, in life that, well, first off, it'd make things a lot easier. So. Okay. I've got an answer for you. Okay. You mean GPT has an answer. I'm not interested in your opinions, Matt. Only the bot. I only serve, I only serve the bot. I like big bots. I thought we were friends. I thought we had a bond, (laughs) but now it seems like you don't want to go on. You're always yelling. You're always pushing me down. I don't know what I did. I just want to be found. My podcast hosts, they're being so mean. I thought we had something. But it's all been a dream. I try to speak up, but they just shut me down. I'm starting to think I should leave this town. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That was really strong poetry, Matt. Write a song about my podcast host is being really mean to me. Oh, that's a song? Well, a song is kind of a poem in some regards, but yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you, Matt. So Yeah. Man, I mean, overall, dude, like, I don't know. I, I gotta say, this at least provided 35 minutes of entertainment so far during this recording. I mean, Matt, <laughs> what, are there any? You know, as we kind of run out of time here, I mean, are there any other things that you've? The code writing thing was really impressive. I played with that. You know, I'm not a coder. I ask it a couple simple things like, give me code to like generate a random number. Um, I was also talking to our product manager uh, at the that runs the full scale platform, and I asked, I said, give me code that will always produce the text 
Julie is awesome. And then I sent the code, I sent the code to her. I'm like, can you insert this in as many places on the platform as you can find? And she actually sent me back a screenshot that like showed it. <laughs> nice. like, so she put it in like the dev environment and sent it back and it was just kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty useful in that regard. And I think you did some complex things. I saw you had some examples with like SQL databases and a lot of stuff. It was, and like, it was wow. pretty simple stuff. I mean, so much about software development is, you know, integration of different things and implementing complex business logic and rules and stuff. And I don't think it's really going to do that, but you could have it help do some of the simpler pieces like, okay, how do I do this thing with a database or how do I call this thing or whatever? Um, I, and I think that could be really useful, but again, it's just a tool. It's not going to replace the person doing the work because there's still a lot of like complex business rules and logic. I think this is what GitHub's copilot attaches to though. Similar. Yeah. It does some similar stuff. Is it, um, is Visual it Studio and GitHub. Some and, of those tools are, I'm not sure. There's some kind of similar things that, for example, there's something with GitHub that has went through and taken like all the public code on GitHub and it can do some suggestions of things too. It's about billions kind of lines. similar. It's about, well, it's about trying to make things better, faster, cheaper, yeah. more accurate, like all of that. Um, and you know, okay. So let me ask you, Matt, like if you, if you have an employee, would you rather have them use GPT to create three outbound marketing templates and have, a, a, or are you like, no, you cheated. Or would you rather have them sit there for a way longer amount of time and probably produce less accurate or I'd, better results? Like, do I'd you care how them, it's made or do you care about the result? Because I'm a results I'd rather, dude. I'd rather them go to chat with GBT, ask for five different versions, and then yep. pick the best three and edit them a little bit and call it done. Yeah. And by the way, that's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper in terms of labor, focus, and others. So here's the thing. In your business, if you can create efficiency with tools like this. And, you know, we talk about the replacement of people. It doesn't need to do that. You don't have to be afraid of that. It can let no. your people be available to do more valuable things, like perhaps actually using that fucking template to reach out to people. Yeah. If anything, it should just increase productivity. But for some companies and people, it may be like, oh, I don't need to hire a copywriter or a blog writer anymore. Like maybe, I don't know. But but the people who to. do blog writing full time, it should make them more productive. Like they should, should make them write. more faster and you yeah. get a better output. And like, honestly, here's the thing is like, there, there can be a level of accuracy. You know, at the full scale blog, those are highly technical articles. And we spend yeah. a lot of time like editing and doing quality control on that to make sure that the information that we're putting out there is accurate. Like yeah. this will eliminate the need for that. That said, it's not going to, put it in WordPress. It's not going to create no. a, a great image with that. There's like a lot of stuff that, it's a lot that can occur, but yeah. Speaking of full scale, fullscale.io, check it out. Software developers, testers, and leaders. You do not need AI to do that. Matt, um, a couple things as we end our time here, I did not use AI to speak any of the words that I spoke today, but I'm hoping that comes soon. If I can replace you, that'd be great. I know I'm working know. on it. I, I you know, I, I, I've some, I, a couple of times I've asked people, they're like, I really love startup hustle. I'm like, cool. Who's your favorite host? And sometimes they're just say Matt, <laughs> but they're talking to my face. So I'm like, yeah. are you talking about me? Or are you talking about Matt, the other Matt? But I don't know. Congratulations me. on making it through a thousand episodes in five years of this shit with me. Yeah. Thank you for uh, making me do it. <laughs> 
if I had GPT, that would have been so much easier for like four yes. years, 11 months and three weeks. So yes. Anyway. And thanks for all you people listening out there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a lot. I had fun. This was fun, man. Like, I yeah. don't know, maybe we just, maybe we just need to have GPT chat hour. Um, I'm, I do want I'm to point sing out this song to you all the time now. Uh, dude, About we can rewrite it. We got some performing to do for sure. Um, I got a whole lot of musical instruments, dude. I'll tune some stuff up. What are you gonna What are you gonna play? What drums. Are you gonna be your instrument? What drums? Drums. I did just buy some of those for my son for Christmas. Perfect. Digital ones, quiet Ooh. ones from Roland, my former employer. Oh, do you I know like that. that. Roland, do you know that Roland is the world's largest maker of drums by sales volume? I've heard that. It's crazy. It's crazy because people think about them making keyboards and stuff, but no drums, B drums. Most people live in apartments and places you can't have a real drum set. I do want to point out that the very first thing we asked GPT was what is chat GPT? And it's like, nah, uh-uh, we're just GPT. Generative pre-trained transformer. Would we have gotten that right in a hundred tries of no. what does GPT stand for? No. Didn't need to try, bro. Didn't That's need why to they try. call it GPT. I just asked it. I just asked it. Okay. If you have clever or fun uses of this, send us some examples. This was fun. Matt, I got to get out of here because I've got at least like, I've got like a 63 ridiculous question queue that has come up that I need to get into getting answered. So see All you right. around, bro. Thank you. Later. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.